Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm Jen. And welcome to the Better Late Than Novel podcast. On today's episode, we discuss a popular fandom, a racy Netflix adaptation, and a popular new release coming to HBO. Then we dive into July releases before finishing up with the books that we've been reading. Hi, Jen. Hi, Sam. You ready to get into some book news? Let's do it. Um, So this is a topic, first off, that seems to continuously be in the news, like, at least once a year. It's exhausting. I don't even... I've lost track of when the last book came out, to be totally honest with you. Um, But George R.R. Martin has inserted himself back into the headlines again um, with claims that he is going to release Winds of Winter, which is the next book in the Game of Thrones Song of Ice and Fire series, uh, next year. So no, no specific timeline, really. He's given himself another year. Um, he says that the quarantine has been great for his writing and that it's forced him to go to his remote cabin and he's just been writing nonstop. Okay, what I'm confused about is was this novel not supposed to have been released like last year or something? Yeah, he, I think this is like the third or fourth time that he's promised it's almost done, it's almost done, blah, 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 blah. But now he says it's, it's the biggest book he's ever written and it's just taking a lot of extra time. But he promises he's almost there. I just don't know actually what he's going to do because like... Obviously, Game of Thrones was, like, a huge HBO series. Mm-hmm. Like, I watched Game of Thrones. I know tons, like, oh, people I loved it. loved it. Loved it. And obviously, Game of Thrones, the TV show, ended. Mm-hmm. And, like, did not have great reviews of how it ended. People were pretty upset mm-hmm. with kind of how the story was resolved. So, like, where is he going to go from here? Because, like, it's weird. It's one of those scenarios where it's, like, you obviously hear of, you know, books being adapted into TV shows or into movies, but, like, the series is done. Like, they finished the TV series before he finished the book series. Like, what's he going to do? I know. And I think, well, he's kind of said that he's got a bit of a different plan for most of his characters. And there are so many characters in the books, too, right, that are not, that weren't in the show at all. Right. Um, so there's places to go with them. But I am curious to see, like, does he keep sort of the major roles the same? Right, the way that they unfurled on TV, yeah. so like Daenerys, Jon Snow, does he completely change their narratives? I am curious to see. Like, I'll definitely read it if it ever shows up. Right? I'll read it just for like curiosity's sake, um, because how different can he make it? Like, is yeah. he going to be super different from the show? Is he going to be influenced by the show? Yeah. Like, this is so bizarre. I know it'll be really interesting for sure. But let's cross our fingers and see. Maybe twenty twenty one is the year. <laughs> we'll be getting it in twenty twenty three talk about the newest phase of quarantine so the way that i've been seeing it as covid has been unfolding we are going through like pop culture phases phase one was tiger king which was a great phase that was Let a me good tell phase you. everybody's phase. watching tiger king you know everybody's singing about carol baskin that was a good time phase two i feel like which overlapped with phase one was the tiktok phase everybody's on tiktok lots of good content lots of feelings Now we're moving into what I am believing is phase three, and phase three is 365 days on Netflix. Oh boy. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with this show. The only thing I'm familiar with, like I said, is the little thumbnail that pops up when you log into Netflix, and that image is something. Well, I'll tell you more about it. Okay. So... Essentially, this 365 Days is based off of a Polish novel by 
Blanca Lipinska, I believe is how you pronounce her okay. name. And obviously it's turned into this movie that's now on Netflix and it's kind of taken like this phase of quarantine by storm. Okay. So it's essentially like a 50 shades of gray-esque style movie where essentially an Italian mobster kidnaps a girl and basically gives her 365 days to fall in love with him. Why? <laughs> Just because because he wants to, Jen. Oh, okay. Because so he wants his to. way to get a date is to kidnap her. Essentially. Okay, I got Essentially. You. Okay, okay. So I have not read the novel. And apparently since this has all come out, it's been like translated into English like right quick. But I will tell you about the movie because right. I have a lot of thoughts about it. Okay. And I feel like since it's based on a book, I'm allowed to talk about it. It counts. It counts. Perfect. Number one, the Italian mobster. I physically don't understand why he has to kidnap her because really it's very confusing to me. She as like, her name is Laura, okay. by the way. Um, she has a boyfriend who is like, totally not even in her like totally out of it's just bad like she is so out of his league it's ridiculous oh, okay yeah she basically like he is like not very nice to her and she spends the whole time just being like oh like i don't like you either but then she's like very very mad obviously when she's kidnapped but like also kind of intrigued at the same time so it's like a very weird like stockholmy syndrome vibe and continuously through the beginning, they make mention of her heart defect and she's got oh. like a weak heart and then nothing ever happens with it. They just say it over and over and over, like watch your heart, be careful about your heart. But then like nothing ever unfolds. It's like a major, okay. so I'm curious in the book a if like, hole? yeah, if something actually develops with that, essentially things escalate very quickly. She goes from literally hating him to like them being passionate lovers. Oh, um, okay. And like so many things that I just, there's a, there's a point where like she is supposed to drown. And like, this is like the big turning point where their love unfolds, but like she literally like falls into the water and like does not seem panicked at all. And it's just like, just the whole movie is just such rubbish, but it is such a good time. I spent like the whole time I watched it, I was texting with a friend and we were just like laughing and it was Honestly, it is shenanigans. And then the movie just ends so abruptly that you are like, I hate that. What is happening? What is, what does this all mean? It is, I truly, I truly feel, I mean, obviously there's like what people are kind of, you know, being dramatic about are like the sex scenes. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's very 50 shades in that way. Okay. I, personally found the whole thing to be like very 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 funny because the production <laughs> quality is so poor yeah you have to watch it they talk like nine languages in this movie like what? it's not even just like polish and english it's like they're speaking russian sometimes they're speaking italian like she knows all the languages he knows many languages like it's just there's no rhyme or reason or backstory to like why they know all these languages or like what is going on like there's just so many plot holes so i think i need i'm gonna read the book okay you you read the book and we'll have a comparison discussion and i will watch I'll, the movie i will watch it you have to watch it for the sake of this discussion i will watch it and then you just have to have many lols and then you just need to tell me about it okay okay some exciting news broke, I think today actually, um, 
We've talked about The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett a couple episodes ago. I absolutely loved it. It is incredibly written, beautiful story, timely story. Um, but she actually just got a seven-figure deal uh, from HBO. So they are Sweet. going to take her story. She will serve as an executive producer, which is awesome because she gets to keep that connection. Um, whether it'll be a movie, it'll be, a, I would assume, a series probably, the way that HBO tends to do things, um, limited series. Um, but really exciting. Who do you think they're going to cast as the lead? Oh. Like, who would be oh. your, like, choice? I don't know. That's tough. Because would they, do you think they would do, like, someone in both roles, right? For the twins? Or, like, they did that series, that Wally Lamb series they just did with Mark Ruffalo where he played the twins? Or yeah, would maybe. they try to find twins? I don't know. I'm intrigued. I feel like Carrie Washington would be all over this. Probably. I feel like that would be a good one. I'd like maybe like an appearance by Oprah. Oh, I yeah. feel like Oprah belongs in an HBO series. We Definitely. haven't seen her in a while. Definitely. I think she would be great. Like, I think she would like, be great too. Mom. Yeah. I think that would be really good. I would really like some Morris Chestnut. Oh, I love Morris Chestnut. <sighs> Me too. I haven't seen him in a while either. Me neither. I wonder how he's doing. <gasps> Morris, let us know. <laughs> Fandom rejoice. In my next set of book news, I was so excited. Um... Sarah J. Moss, who is the author of the um, A Court of Throne and, uh, Thorn and Roses series, and she also writes the uh, Throne of Glass series. It's a young adult book series, essentially. She announced that she is coming out with a fourth book in Ooh. this series. So this series has like a super intense fandom, lots of fan fiction, and it's essentially like a sexy fairy book. So basically, okay, hear me out. Okay, hear me right, out. I'm, I'm listening. So basically, <laughs> it's like this girl lives in an alternate universe. It's sort of like apocalyptic vibes where they remember what the world was like before. Okay. But like, obviously, things are very different, like very Hunger Games-esque. Okay. So she's like hunting in the woods, again, oh. very Hunger Games, trying to provide for her family. That doesn't sound familiar at all. And yeah, and she ends up, she's hunting, she's doing the most. And then she shoots like this wolf trying to like get, I think she wants the pelt. Like she's, okay. she figures it's going to be expensive. Anyway, plot twist. This wolf is actually a fairy and they can morph into like animals. So the punishment for killing a fairy, essentially, she has to like move to this like magical kingdom with this fairy king. Now, I know this sounds crazy. But the story itself is, like, very, like, Beauty and the Beast-esque, where it's, like, she's kind of, she goes there, she's trying to protect her family, she goes to live with this guy that she's, like, you know, she's obviously very nervous about, he's, you know, is obviously very different from her, and um, there ends up being, like, this love triangle, she has a few sisters, her sisters play a huge role, it's just great. Okay. So there's three books officially in the series, so okay. it's A Court of, Thorn of Thorns and Roses, A Court of Mist and Fury, and then A Court of Wings and Ruin. And then there was sort of like a mini, like novella kind of style. It okay. was like, I think yep. it was considered 3.1 or okay. whatever it was, um, A Court of Frost and Starlight. And now she just announced that she is going to be writing a fourth novel, Ooh. A Court of Silver Flames, coming out in January 2021. So this series, she is basically rebranding it and they're oh. moving away from YA. And now it's considered like an adult Oh, that's novel. interesting. So, her books are a little saucy. Like, okay. if they're very, like, for YA, graphic? I consider them to be graphic. Okay. Uh, to the point where, like, 
I had considered putting them in my classroom library before I read them because they were so popular. Yeah. And then when I read them, I was like, yikes. Like okay. they are very like, they're sexy fairy books. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want to like these either, but they are honestly, they are so, so good. You have to read them. Right. Please I stop will, resisting. I will read them. Actually, I saw on Instagram a couple days ago, there's new covers, I guess, that she's re-releasing them. Mm-hmm. They're beautiful. The covers yeah. are gorgeous. I think it's because she's, again, trying to rebrand them as, as like adults. this more adult. Like, okay. I think going into that, it's definitely like more of that like fantasy genre, Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, But I think that that's interesting because I don't really know a lot of adult fantasy books, nor do I read them. Well, yeah, and I don't either. Um, But it's interesting. I wonder if she got like some pushback because maybe they're a bit, like you said, more graphic. Maybe that's part of the decision to try to rebrand or just maybe reach a new audience, I guess. Maybe. I mean, there's four of them already. So I don't know. Maybe she's getting like a little bit older so yeah. she wants to kind of you know grow that way or her, her audience is getting older because True. obviously books are coming farther apart so yeah. maybe that's she's kind of growing with her audience yeah. but um I think they're absolutely fantastic we can talk about our you know our ships yeah at some point okay. after perfect. you're done reading them perfect okay um just please do it I will all right that'll be my summer book thanks reached the end of another month you know time in 2020 seems to just all blur together um, but we are approaching July so we thought it would be a great idea to talk about some July releases coming out um, that we've had the chance to read in advance and know a little bit about and hopefully give you some good choices as the month progresses but Sam you want to talk about our first one sure so we've kind of broken it down into weeks. If you are not a avid book stalker like I am, generally speaking, each Tuesday is the day where all the books come out. So if you are ever thinking of a day to go browse at the bookstore, Tuesday is the optimal day. So July 7th, um, a book by Paul Tremblay comes out called Survivor Song. It's in the horror genre. And Paul Tremblay is one of my favorite authors for like a super creepy story. So I've read, um, I think all of his books, but like the cabin at the end of the world was basically like a book. It had like doomsday cult vibes. That was really, really good. A head full of ghosts was about a young girl who ends up, um, she gets an exorcism. So it kind of goes through that. Uh, the Disappearance at Devil's Rock was another one that he wrote that was like a boy disappeared and, you know, they kind of go through. So he writes these like mystery thriller, but like sometimes they have like these paranormal elements to them. Really, really great reads. Really, really great author. So this month, Survivor Song is basically about um, a rabies virus that spreads and then the infected people start losing their minds. Like they get hysteria, they get panicked. Um you know, they get very violent. Society is starting to break down. Sounds like the perfect novel for 2020 to me. Yes, it does. Very pertinent. So in this specific story, um, there's a pregnant woman and she's bit and then basically needs this rabies vaccine ASAP in order to save her child. So it's very like bird box in the way that like she has to, you know, she goes on like this trek to the hospital and then she runs into a roadblock and then Mm -hmm. she has to, you know, whatever, go somewhere else. So I really enjoyed it. It was like, it's not very long at all. I think it's like between 250 and 300 pages. Okay. 
Like I binged it in an afternoon. It was so, so good. And I really liked the fact that like you, you really got what you bargained for. Like essentially if you read the synopsis of the book, that's like, what there, it is. yeah, there's not like a ton of surprises yeah. or like a ton of twists and turns, but it's just written so well. It has like walking dead vibes. Mm. It's like really, really entertaining. So I really liked that. And the protagonists are like two females, which oh, I nice. always love when yeah. you have like a kick-ass female protagonist. Yeah. So I would highly recommend that one. If you're looking for a different type of mystery or thriller, also on July 7th, The Shadows comes out by Alex North. And that's the follow-up novel to The Whisper Man. Yes. Which yes, was yes. like on everybody's radar last year last yeah. year yeah like i think the end of the year it yeah. had come out so that one comes out um and then we have a historical fiction pick um for the week of july 7th as well so christina schwartz actually did a lot of her own research um but also combined in other influences as well and she's written a book called bonnie so essentially telling the story of bonnie from bonnie and clyde right through her upbringing her education and then when she meets Clyde and sort of what happens obviously as a result we know that history um but it also looks really really interesting and then a couple rom-coms as well that we have taken a look at boyfriend material by Alexis Hall um is a male and male romance which is awesome um we had talked about previously uh red white and royal blue so sort of in that genre if you're looking for something like that mm -hmm. And also The Love Square by Laura Jane Williams, which is basically like a girl who gets herself into a love triangle and then she finds like a third guy who's interested in her. So it becomes a love square. Um, it's just like really like super light. Yeah, a fun nice, for summer. Exactly. A nice read to throw into your beach bag or wherever else you want to take it. Releasing July 14th. Survival Instincts by Jen Waite is coming out. It's, I would think, like a mystery genre. Mm -hmm. um, this author was the same author who wrote A Terrible Beautiful Thing. That was the memoir. I think it was about domestic abuse. Um, you probably would know it to see it. It's like that white book that had like the blue butterflies on the cover. It was really gorgeous, really beautiful. So she's written a fiction novel that is about a mother and daughter who find themselves in a remote cabin with a stranger who either wants to control them or kill them. Oy. So the novel itself is, um, each chapter is a different character. So you hear from the daughter, you hear from the, the mom, obviously her mom is with them. And then you also hear from the man. Oh, that's so, interesting. Yeah. It's super creepy because his chapters, you don't actually get his name. It's just the man okay so you kind of get how like he's he chooses them how he runs into them the daughter like she has a ton of secrets she you kind of piece together within the first couple chapters that she might be having like a weird relationship with her teacher um you know all of the different women are kind of struggling with different things in their lives and then obviously it's sort of how they come together to survive and yeah. to beat this man exactly the man the situation so i've been really liking that one okay um other mystery thrillers if you're interested would be the safe place by anna downs and that's like a lisa jewel ruth Ware inspired type of like slow burn mystery okay um a good family by ah kim is coming out it's sort of like a family sort of inspired mystery thriller where there's 
I it seems to me when I read the synopsis, it's like kind of like Big Little Lies vibe. Oh, okay. Where yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. obviously there's an event that's happened, and you kind of have to piece the pieces together to see who's responsible. Okay. Sort yeah. of like Clue. Oh yeah. Um, Cut to the Bone by Alison Cooper is coming out. This is actually the third book in her police procedural novel that is um, Agent Sayre is the okay. character's name. And essentially she is like, I think she's a forensic pathologist, oh. this character. So it's kind of like she goes in and she does her, her thing. There's also Blacktop Wasteland by S.A. Cosby. And that's like Ocean's Eleven meets Drive with like a Southern Noir twist. I like that. Yeah. That description is perfect. Yeah. I'm going to add that one to my list. Um, and then we talked about some other genres. So again, with historical fiction, which is one that I really enjoy, uh, The Nesting Dolls by Alina Adams is coming out. And this one is actually a story that spans over a hundred years um, in one particular family. So it's a group of Russian Jewish, Jewish women and it starts in the 1930s and then works up to sort of the present day. They, their family is originally from Siberia and it traces these women as they go through their lives, their marriages, their families. Um, and it just is really beautifully written. So if you're, again, a fan of historical fiction, I would definitely recommend that one. For July 21st, the book The Woman Before Wallace by Bryn Turnbull comes out. This is a historical fiction book. And I like historical fiction, but I'm not like... I don't read like a ton of historical fiction. I enjoy it. Um, this one though, I was like, I must read it. It's the British royal monarchy. Family. It's the royal, royal family. family. We all know I'm obsessed. <laughs> and essentially this is a fictionalized version of the events that took place between Talma Furness, who was the Prince of Wales mistress before he abdicated his throne for Wallace Simpson. So she's the woman before Wallace. Clever title. Right. So the novel basically goes back and forth um, like between before, during, and after the affair. Okay. So you kind of get like these different historical, I guess, moments between the four year span of their affair. Okay. And there's sort of, I mean, as if an affair with a Royal wasn't dramatic enough, um, there's an extra layer because Telma Furness was actually the sister of Gloria Vanderbilt. Wow. Of like, they're all intertwined. The Vanderbilt. Yeah. So apparently, which I didn't know a ton about the Vanderbilts, and then once I started reading this book, I ended up doing a lot of side Googling. Anderson Cooper. To try, yeah, which I had no idea. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So I guess Gloria Vanderbilt, she was a part of like a huge, um, what's that called? With like a kid. Custody. Oh yeah. <laughs> what's that called with a kid? A yeah. huge custody scandal in the 1930s after her husband died, and basically her husband's sister, so her sister-in-law basically took her to court and said she was an unfit mother. Oh. So there was like this huge, it was like so dramatic, I guess. Like it was like the scandal of the century. And apparently they used to have to stop in the courtroom because the daughter would like be crying so much that they would have to like pull her aside and ask her like who she wanted to live with and whatever. Oh my gosh. So Telma was Gloria's sister. So she kind of comes back to America to be at her sister's side. So not only do you get like the whole affair and that build up, but then you also get this like American Ooh. family drama, yeah. you know, with American royalty essentially, right? So then we obviously get the like, I don't want to say it's a plot twist, but Telma <laughs> and Wallace were actually friends oh. before. So she swooped in so there. So it was some betrayal. Oh. So um, I'm, <clears throat> I really liked it. It was a really fun read. It was like the perfect amount of like salacious gossip, 
but like enough historical realism that you felt like you were getting information. Do you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and even though sure. it's obviously a fictionalized account and she does take some liberty with some dates and some names, she's pretty spot on. Like I was able to Google things pretty easily to figure out who was who. Okay. Um, without worrying too much. Yeah. So I'm actually pretty sure this one is a debut novel and you would never know oh. it. It was fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. Other July 21st releases, again, if you're into historical fiction, Emma Donahue, who wrote Room, mm-hmm. she's coming out with a new book, The Pull of the Stars. And this one is set during the Spanish flu. Lots of flus, we, lots of pandemics unfolding. We have a lot of connections with our current world state. So many. And it's so ridiculous because obviously these books were written and some of them were scheduled to be published long before the scenario, right? Yeah. So um, it's basically the Spanish flu and it follows three nurses who are working in a maternity ward and who are sort of trying to navigate you know, how to keep their patients alive during this crazy time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we've mentioned on a previous yeah. episode, but if you're into horror and if you liked Bird Box, the Mallory time, by the Josh The time is Mallerman, almost here. Yeah, it comes out this here. week. So looking forward to that one. So we're finally in the last week of July. And for July 28th, The Truth Hurts by Rebecca Reed comes out. And this is one of my favorite genres, the domestic thriller. Um, so essentially this book is about a woman falls in love, typical, um, (laughs) and the only rule in their marriage with their, with her new husband is they're not going to talk about the past. That sounds like a great foundation for a successful marriage, right? right? I think it's right off the bat. No red flags here. (laughs) So he basically suggests it and she is like, cool. So the fact that she's pleased with this sort of like gives to the reader like the suggestion like okay so is he hiding something or is she yeah so like how far are they both gonna go to keep the past buried so i think this is interesting because the press release uh for this book compares it to a simple favor okay which is sort of like that domestic thriller yeah they made a movie had lots of twists and turns yeah anna kendrick and blake lively were in the movie yeah so it is that very similar, but then they also compare it to the kiss quotient by Helen Huang. Helen Huang. Yeah. And the kiss quotient is like rom, like sexy rom com, oh, yeah. totally different. Borderline erotica at some points in that book, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So I'm really interested to see how sort of those two mesh together. mesh together. So this is actually the next book on my to read pile. Okay. So I will R- let report you back know. next week, please. Yeah, I'm really interested. <laughs> uh, other July 28th releases. If you're looking for that thriller mystery, um, The Wife Who Knew Too Much by Michelle Campbell is coming out. Sort of, again, that domestic thriller genre. When She Was Good by Michael Robotham. Uh, His and Hers by Alice Feeney. And The End of Her by Shari Lapina. So excited for that. You do love Shari Lapina. I do love her. <laughs> and then uh, some historical fiction again. The Lions of Fifth Avenue looks really good. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but this sort of study of this fam- wealthy family, right? It looks really interesting. And Fiona Davis is fantastic. I've read most of her other fiction. Like she's like historical fiction solely and her books are like amazing. She is such a good, again, she has that balance of like realism and like escapism. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, and then we found a uh, YA, so a young adult release called This Is My America um, by Kim Johnson, which looks really fascinating and yeah. maybe good like for our classrooms like we talked about. Yeah. Um, so it's being compared to Just Mercy, 
So a young girl um, is looking for support from nonprofits. Her dad is wrongfully on death row, essentially, and basically time is running out. Um, but at the same time, her brother gets arrested and charged um, with hurting a white woman. Um, so now it's like she's going through this process all over again, and mm -hmm. she's really striving to find the truth and figure out what happened with her brother and, and how does she kind of save both of them. Um, so again, really timely read, I think. So like we said, that one is This Is My America by Kim Johnson. So Jen, I've talked a ton about all of these books that I just read recently. So I'm dying to know, what have you been reading? Well, I just finished The Air Affair, right? The sequel to The Royal We. We've talked about it now several times. Um, and let me tell you, it was everything I wanted it to be. <laughs> like... If Queen Elizabeth is even a fraction of the same person that Queen Eleanor is in those books, oh my God, do I want to be friends with her? I would love that. Like the amount of drama in this sequel, there's pregnancy drama, there's wedding drama, there is family drama. It is... All the dramas. All the dramas are covered. How does... Do they end it open enough for like a third book or is it like pretty like closed? It's pretty wrapped up okay. this time around. I wonder if there will be a third book. I hope there is a third book because I want more. Mm. Um, their characters are so developed. They're so intriguing. Like I said, obviously they've taken huge liberties with their right. influence with the royal family. Um, but it just is so well written and so interesting it makes like me the, so excited it is it was so well done and they just take like enough of real life and twist it on its head that you you can make those parallels right and right. you know like oh that's supposed to be this person and this was that relationship between these people kind of thing right so now i know that like the first book obviously the royal we was more about uh you know, based on was sort of based on Will and Kate. Mm -hmm. Now, did you see like more Megan and Harry in this one, or was it still pretty straight up? Or I mean, obviously we wouldn't know if it was Will and Kate because obviously we don't see a ton of them anymore. Yeah, but no, there's not that. They take Freddie in sort of a different direction this okay. time around. Um, so no, there's no like Hollywood starlet that <sighs> comes on the scene. I know, sorry to disappoint, <sighs> um, but it's it was really really good. And I really enjoyed it. So I finished that one. And then I just started um, one of the other ones we talked about in a previous episode, The Last Resort by Marissa yeah. Stapley. Um, it's pretty interesting. It's intriguing. I'm only like 50 pages in. But it's the one we talked about where it's like this perfect couple that runs a couple's retreat and wellness center in Mexico. Yeah. Um, so all the couples have arrived. They obviously all have their own baggage and secrets they're hiding and having to work through. So again, waiting. You, uh, yeah, waiting you, to see how that unfolds. You reading fiend, you. That's the end of our episode. Thanks for listening. Until next week, pick up a book off your shelf and get reading. After all, it's better late than novel. Jen's going to watch 365 days now. Right now. <laughs> <laughs>